0: What is going on guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lean 365 podcast. So today we have another very special guest appearance. Two weeks in a row now, and uh, the second guest on the podcast. Today is none other than Kev, Kevin Rowlands, who was my ex-client, trained Kev for a long time, and also a very good friend now as well. Kev's got an incredible story. His transformation is absolutely incredible, um, and his kind of journey and everything is very, very inspiring, which is why I was so keen to bring him on the Lean 365 podcast, because he's a very good advocate of the Lean 365 lifestyle, With someone that has gotten in shape, but is now in incredible shape to this day. So Kev, give us a bit of a rundown of, uh, well, where you're at at the moment, and a little bit of a background on yourself.
1: Hi, Chris. So, so yeah, so I must have started training with you about five years ago when I did my transformation, I think. Um, I'd been a gym goer before that, um, but like most people, I was a bit of a go to the gym in the week, drink loads at the weekend and eat what I wanted and never looked any different. Um, so since I did my transformation, I have kind of managed to stay in shape. Um, I've got a full-time job. Um, which i had back then as well um and i've managed to continue to improve my shape really i've never really rebounded from it um so it's been five years now so yeah i'm still still going with it
0: really yeah incredible and i think that's that's what's so inspiring as well because a lot of people they get in shape um you know but the people that stay in shape that's a completely different story and like you say five years ago was when you kind of made that move to Actually, changed the way that you're looking, and obviously, like you say, you've just continually improved um, and got better ever since. What was like, like, where were you kind of before you started your journey? So, like, how did you kind of feel about how you looked? And just as a bit of context, guys, what I'm gonna do is put Kev's obviously put Kev's kind of Instagram and stuff in here so you can go check it out, but also link his transformation because. I think you might want to pause the podcast, go and check it out, and actually look how incredible it is, and then come back and listen to this, because it will probably give you guys a lot more context. But anyway, go back to my question. Like, where were you before you started your journey? So, like, you know, how were you feeling, and what was life kind of generally like?
1: Uh, I think I was just extremely frustrated. Um, so, prior to that, when I did the transformation, I think I was a classic, one of those guys that... I think it was around that time where social media had kind of kicked off. There was a lot more emphasis around how guys looked. And there was this incredible pressure, almost, or a desire to have that beach body ready and a six pack. And I think that had come into play a lot more back then. Mm. Um, I'd always bought Men's How for about 10 years. Um, and then with the with YouTube as well, I started following a lot of um the early sort of youtubers that were doing lots of sort of transformations and stuff like that um bodybuilders fitness models that kind of thing and i i was a classic person i think that i tried every diet um every type of exercise cut carbs um did keto uh didn't eat after six you know, all those types of things. All the fads. And I just couldn't, all, all the fads. And I couldn't believe that I never looked any different. You know, I used to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quite, I was really fed up. And I think the more I tried to do that stuff, the bigger I got. Um, and I was a classic, just someone that held a lot of body fat. I didn't necessarily weigh a lot. But I just held a lot of body fat and every year I'd go on holiday and and like do a crazy diet and think, yeah, I think I've lost weight. Then I get to the beach and on that first day in bright sunlight, I felt, oh God, you don't look any different. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I was just frustrated. I, I, I really believed there was something somebody wasn't telling me about how to get in shape. There was a certain food I wasn't eating. Um... There was something those guys on YouTube weren't telling me mm. what they did that I wasn't doing, you know, um so yeah, I was just I was pretty fed up yeah. um but I knew I really wanted to do it. I just really wanted to look in really good shape
0: yeah, no, I agree, I think you're right, I think most people listening to this will agree there is so much information out there even now that like, is so conflicting, so overwhelming with what to do. I mean, a lot of people have probably tried a lot of the approaches you just mentioned as well, like the low carb, um, you know, all these kind of things. But what was almost like, I guess, the, like, almost like the catalyst that was just decided, right, this is it, I need to really commit to this transformation. Now, obviously, you know, when we bumped into each other in the gym, you kind of took action straight away with it all but was there like a sort of a point in where you just thought right this is it now like I'm I'm almost gonna commit to this transformation or like a, a point that it was like, almost like yeah the point?
1: yeah I think I, I I remember quite well I think I met you in August which is about 2018 I think yeah and I had just been on holiday and done that looked at the photos and thought Jesus I can't I just don't want to look like this mm. Um, And also, I think the other thing, I'd had a couple of trainers before that I kept telling them I wanted to look ripped and I wanted to lose all my body fat. But I think also remember I was in my 40s. So I think there was this preconception that they went easy on me Mm. and they thought I probably didn't have the determination I knew I had. Mm. Um, So I don't, and no one really gave me what I would call a nutrition plan as such. Mm. Um, and I knew in the gym, I used to think I can do more than this, what they were giving me to do. So when I got back from that holiday, um, I just remember going in the gym that day and thinking, right, that's it now. Mm. And I bumped into you and I remember saying, "What, what's it gonna take to explain to someone what I wanna look like? So I remember saying to you, I want to look like I could go on stage. I remember yeah. saying that and that, yeah, yeah. that was the the that thing because I just want to hammer at home that shredded. That's how I want to look. You yeah. know, not just a little bit of um a little bit toned up and yeah, a little bit uh,
0: like a middle-aged bloke. I yeah. I wanted to look like I could step on stage. Yeah. Do you think almost like people didn't almost take you seriously enough. They just yeah like I guess I can understand what you mean like people just almost thought that it wasn't the serious level that you were looking to get to they just thought oh he just wants to like the yeah the classic tone definitely. lose a few pounds kind of thing yeah nothing too yeah. much more than that yeah
1: I definitely think that and I think they didn't take me seriously and I also think um there was probably a seed of that on my mind that is this a bit of a dream Hmm you know, can I, will my, I actually got to a point, because I tried so much before, I did actually think, maybe my body is just that body type that won't do it. Mm.
0: I really did think that. So you um, did have, like, doubts about whether you could get to where you wanted to be. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah, initially. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, the doubts is common. I think that, especially if you've been almost trying to reach that goal for a long time and maybe not, maybe not much has changed, you can start to doubt your ability. Because it's this so common, like, when you start seeing progress, you start building momentum, those doubts almost, they can go away a little bit. But I think at the start, when you have been stuck a little bit, you do start to think, is this actually possible? Like, is it something I can achieve? But when you, like you, like you did, you stepped onto it, you started seeing the changes, you'll probably your self-belief probably increased massively right like you understood that actually i can actually get to where i want to be with with the right work ethic
1: i think that yeah i think the first sort of turning point was two things really i think it did happen fairly quickly didn't it like the changes all of a sudden came quite quick um and the other thing i realized when i did start doing what we did Was okay. I can now see that I was still eating far too much to lose Mm. body fat. Yeah, even when I thought I was dieting. So common, though, isn't it? Like people. It's all those things.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't really. I wasn't that kind of person that would sit and eat a packet of biscuits or drink tons of coffee with loads of cream on and all. I didn't do any of that. But I guess what I was doing was avocados are good for you let's have two of them and that's obviously quite a lot of calories Um, maybe too much of the good food that was quite high in calories thinking it was healthy Mm. Um, and then still having a takeaway at the weekend when I hadn't been dieting long enough to have like a cheat day and stuff like that Mm. so I wasn't putting on any more weight but I wasn't actually losing any body fat either
0: yeah of course yeah and then what was it like almost that made you want to do the initial photo shoot? Like, is it just that you almost just realized, actually, no, I am capable of doing this. Cause it was very quickly, as soon as we got started with things, you know, you jumped into it, you started making progress very quickly. And then it was almost like, right, what are we going to do here? That's going to like frame, you know, put a date on all this hard work. Um, and then we put the photo shoot with Matt Marshall, which is probably one of the biggest turning points in your fitness journey. Cause it was the first time you had that clear date and focus to get to yeah. that body that you actually wanted at the yeah. start. That was what we were working towards. Is that like, what was almost like the turning point for that?
1: I think, I think, um, when I realized, okay, I've lost a lot of body fat quite quick. And I started to see the first ripple of a six pack and my face change shape. Um, and that was probably about six to eight weeks. I think, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So I thought, okay. And I was quite, and that obviously spurs you on when you see that. Mm. And we took photos all the time so I could see the progress as well. Mm. Um I think we used to do that machine, didn't we, in the gym. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that one? That did all your body flat and everything. And that kept going down, didn't yeah. it? So yeah. that was quite motivational. Um yeah. but it was definitely the photo shoot was when we talked about that, I thought, yeah, I do want a record of all this hard work. Mm. And again, I was someone that never had a proper photo taken. Mm. So it was quite intimidating to think yeah. I was going to do that. And again, that kept me kind of motivated, I think, because I knew I had to step in front of that camera mm. um, yeah. you know, within another eight, twelve weeks, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely kept me going when to Be honest, I didn't lose motivation very much because the changes kept coming yeah. all the time. Yeah. But there were there was a lot of hard work, you know, and I remember I had to deal with a lot of steps and it was winter. Mm. Yeah. So I was
0: stood on the treadmill a lot <laughs> at that point. Um to, like, to keep me going. Yeah, this is what I was going to ask you. Like, what was keeping you going like during that? Because it was intense. I, I remember you were doing a lot of steps and we we pushed hard to to get to where you want to be. I mean, you know, the the results speak for themselves. Like what was always going through your head when you were doing these steps and like it was happening?
1: I didn't realise probably how driven I was until I did that. Mm. Um, And it was, it was just that kind of excitement that after all this time, because it had been like a good 10 years of trying i'm looking different and people were noticing and it wasn't about being cocky or conceited it was just that when people in the gym start coming up to you and you've never been that person that anyone took any notice of mm. and start saying jesus you're really ripped and yeah. it it was really it's quite exciting because i never thought i would be that person yeah so that really motivated me when people were coming up and noticing you know that i look different yeah um and yeah. even at work and you know my personal life and stuff
0: like that so that's what really kept me going I think yeah 100% and then after that that was obviously when we went to Christmas didn't we and then um that was when we decided to jump into the comp prep um I think that was probably like almost a bit of a mutual thing wasn't it because I was at the time again like wanting to step into it you just done your shoot it was like yeah. All right, what what's that the next step and then we thought screw it we'll do a, we'll do a competition um and went into that. What was almost like your reason for wanting to do the competition, like past the photo shoot? Was it just another sort of milestone for you want to stick off or was it just something you would always thought about at the start?
1: You know, because I, when I said to you at the beginning, oh, I want to look like I could, I really meant that. I, yeah. I want to look like I had no intention of ever going up there. <laughs> yeah. Because again, I thought the, the chances of that, you know, um, I just couldn't see that happening and um but obviously when those results came the way they did mm-hmm. um i thought okay uh but of course i was st- still extremely intimidated about doing that wow. because that was a whole different ball game wasn't it
0: gary yeah 100 yeah i think that the whole experience was i mean i'm i still i'm glad i did it 100 percent, but um it's quite it's quite a daunting thing isn't it like going into that because obviously i would never done one as well before but I mean yeah i mean your whole comp experience i mean put it this way it was pretty good right kev one is this first show <laughs> so must have done pretty well um and yeah and smashed it really like what was your sort of um experience with i mean we'll, we'll kind of dive a bit more into competition but now i guess what was your kind of experience hmm. what with the whole like lifestyle the competing the food the, sh- the structure um i guess first you would go through the positives and then we can kind of touch on maybe some of the negatives as well that come with that
1: Yeah. So I think from a positive point of view, obviously, um, by then I'd got into a habit of eating clean, turning up at the gym, pushing past all the difficult bits, you know, when you're tired and fitting in my work. So it'd become a habit for sure. It It had become a lifestyle. So even though it was tough, I was in that mindset. And I was still really, really motivated and um inspired to keep going, mm. so that bit was a positive, and that was quite easy mm. um but because I had been sort of on that treadmill diet regime from August, it wasn't until halfway through the prep that it was the first time I started to get those awful cravings and mm. um oh you know, I just all I want now is. Yeah. You know two dominoes one after the other yeah and, and i kept dreaming of what i would eat at the end of it
0: seems me yeah um, it was it
1: was bad i was, yeah, yeah we used to talk about that a lot didn't we, yeah. we used to say oh and it would just be like a running buffet of food because you, yeah. you just were paralyzed with i uh, know uh, it's going to be pizza no it's going to be an indian no yeah. it's going to be this it's going to be yeah. that um and i think that was the positive side of it the, the negative side was, it would be for a lot of people. Um, I think you have to be in the right mindset or the right time frame in your life to do it as well, because it's very antisocial. Mm. Yeah. So when I did the transformation, it was quite easy to say to people, "I'm doing a transformation, I'm doing a photo shoot," and they'd leave you alone for a few months. Mm. Um, but by then, you do want to go out. You do want to have a drink. Um, people's birthdays start coming up, and, and it's really difficult to go out and just sit there and not join in properly because mm. you can't. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky because I was single at the time. You know, I didn't have a, f- I didn't have a family or anything like that, so I could be quite selfish. Mm. Um, and it really filled up my time. I quite enjoyed it on the one hand but then you don't realize all the other stuff that goes into it like learning to pose yes um which i hated that bit Um, (laughs) that was one thing i I didn't enjoy either yeah
0: and that's probably what let me yeah yeah. to a certain extent it's like i probably practiced it like four or five times before we got (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think again with that though isn't it you're
1: you're not only working Mm you're doing your gym workout, you're prepping your food, which takes a lot of time, you're uh, sticking to the diet. And now you've got to find another hour to do posing yeah. in your day. Yeah. Um. And it's the last thing you want to do. Mm. I remember we used to hate But it. you know, we really hate it. you've we get, got, got to do it. You know yeah. you've got to do it because everyone's going to be watching you.
0: Mm. So I found that the most difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I remember we used to almost get to the end of our workouts and resent going in that studio at pure G. <laughs> oh i'm doing it we'd always
1: see the same thing we're doing an hour then after 30 minutes that's enough now yeah
0: <laughs> go home. Like one go round but yeah that's the thing i think there is so much like, yeah. it's <laughs> like it is a real lifestyle isn't it like competing is it, it's not just a uh, photo shoots are competing are probably just two slightly different calibers like photo shoot is it's still a goal you're working towards and you're still trying to get in the shape of your life but obviously you're not competing against anyone else there's not as much pressure you're not doing the posing um whereas when you go into the competing realm it's you know you want to do your best and like you say that like you are really dieting to that extreme like you have got to be like really meticulous with all your food your steps and everything like that and it just starts to really take over and i mean i i've spoken at this a few times i probably didn't have the best experience with competing i mean i did it once i'm glad i did it but I probably wouldn't do it again just for the reason of like I struggled with my food after like, I found it like very very yeah. excessive and all that kind of stuff but I can see why people do do it and I can see like the fulfillment side of it but it is is a lifestyle isn't it you have to embrace it and even if like you're not in that competition prep as such even in like your off season, quote unquote, whatever, like you're still doing, you know, stuff like that that still has to be quite obsessive. And you're trying to grow muscle mass. You, you can't just go out and get pissed all the time and have fun as 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 much as like some people will. So you no. have to commit to a lifestyle which is not what everybody wants. Um. So yeah, I think
1: yeah, I think I think it's a different set of challenges when you're older because you you don't go out as much mm. as when you're younger. So that that's one thing but then of course you you're fighting against what everyone tells you you can't look like because you're old your metabolism slows down and and to be honest I haven't experienced any Mm -hmm. of that I've been really lucky Mm. um and talking about the lifestyle I became after the show I was glad when it was over but I've never stopped since no You know I've stuck to this for five years pretty much like you said you know not always doing shows but it's now my lifestyle I don't drink much Mm. hardly ever Um, I still follow a meal plan every day I still prep my food Mm. most of the time I still go to the gym five times a week Um, if I go like slip up now I've got the experience to not panic quite so much, and no, it's not going to make a massive difference. Yeah. Um, But it takes a lot of time for you to learn that, and obviously the more muscle you build over time, which takes ages, the more calories you burn so you can eat more. I couldn't eat the diet I've got now back then because I wouldn't have got the same results. Yeah. so. Yeah, it's all a bit of a hate to say this, but it is a journey,
0: isn't it? It is. Pretty yeah, one hundred percent. And it's like one of them things as well. that like you can't, you can't almost switch your goals on and off. You can't switch your fitness lifestyle on and off. Like when you make the commitment to want to be that person who's in the shape, like that's it. And that doesn't mean you live a boring lifestyle because you know I know you've been on multiple holidays and you've done lots of stuff across weekends and trying to yeah stuff like that. But it's like you can't just sort of. You know, fall off the wagon, which is what people always say. Like you are committed to being in shape, a person that is lean, that carries themselves to a high standard. You know, not someone that is just literally going to have ten pints at the weekend, like a vindaloo, and not train for a no. week. Like you can't kind of have that mentality. You no, know, I mean, get me no. wrong. No, we're always going to have periods of time where we are maybe a little bit uh, less on it as such with our fitness goals. But it's not that we're turning the switch off. We're just probably maybe prioritizing something else a little bit more in life. And I think that's what people struggle with the most. They don't know how to keep it in a lifestyle. And like you say, through like building muscle and, you know, working at maintenance and stuff, you can start to have that lifestyle like a little bit more. Um, what would you say? Like, definitely. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'll let you carry on. You, you, seem, you seem like you've got something to say.
1: <laughs> no, I was just, no, just going to say that exactly. And you know, obviously saying five years down the line, of yeah. course I, have little binges and mm. days where it goes you know, I don't stick to it very rarely, but I do I'm only human um, I do go on, if I go on holiday, I eat what I want I drink what I want, I don't always go to the gym, I, if there's one there i go, but I know a week isn't going to make a massive difference mm. um, because I know I've got the motivation to come back and get back on with it um, and also I'm at a point now where Um, because I'm not prepping for anything. Um, once a week I have quite a big calorie day and that's really Mm. nice, you know, and I do have a takeaway and I can have a drink. So it's not all just sticking to a prep diet the whole time. Mm. Um, but it is what you do. And again, it's boring going back to that answer I was looking for before I got into it. Mm. It, it is the consistency of doing it. Um, that wins every time you know and I've managed to hold my shape and it's very slightly you know uh, month on month but um, it's because when people say I've got time you know I never say anything anymore but I am kind of like I find the time like today I had a 10 hour day work day Mm. I'm talking to you now and I got up at half past four to get my chest work out in because I knew I couldn't do it any other time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of like, that's in in commitment. Your, yeah. value T- your commitment um, On being in shape. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I agree. I think like you say <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? Like, I feel like we could probably pick apart anyone's schedule when they say they don't have time. Obviously there's going to be people, you know, anomalies to this and stuff. Um, but of course most people like we can find an hour or a two or whatever to be able to get your your gym session done your food prep done you know to a extent where you can still you know be in shape or or be working towards a goal I think it's an easy excuse isn't it to say that you don't have time but the reality is most people probably do have uh, do have the time what would you say um here's a good one because I know you you said to me a few times like people I think it might have been like an office environment or maybe some people that um, like family members and stuff almost said to you like why are you doing this or why are you eating that like how how do you deal with like social pressure with you know not having the biscuit in the office or whatever because that must have been quite common <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah
1: it's it's I think it's just a culture of people reward themselves with food and drink mm. um, and it is lovely to have really great food and drinks and stuff, of course it is, um, but I used to find it really difficult to answer that mm. and explain why, mm. um, so I used to, luckily, to begin with, I was prepping for a shoot, that was normally enough to keep people quiet, mm. um, but mm-hmm. I get a lot of, isn't it boring, you yeah. know, doing that, and, um oh, don't eat that in front of Kev um you can't eat this can you yeah you know like that's a constant thing someone picks a sandwich up and i go yeah i can <laughs> yeah and they're like "Yeah, it's bread it's bread it's bread, it's bread though <laughs> and it's this thing you only eat chicken and broccoli yeah and it's this carb thing people are obsessed it's with it. Though, isn't it like around yeah i eat more carbs than anything else yeah so it is it's you know it is crazy and I go, Yeah, I can, but I guess I can't usually have a shop bought sandwich, but I could. Yeah. But I will eat bread, but I normally make it myself, but yeah. 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 And if you count your macros and you don't have a meal plan, it doesn't you know, as long as you stick to those, mm. you could eat it. You yeah, know, but you just learn over time that you can eat a Mars bar and think, well that's my fat content gone for the day. Was it worth it? But you can still yeah. eat it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's
0: yeah. It's about looking at like yeah. Sometimes people don't realise that you're actually eating something to feel good as well. It's not just about the calories. This is why like, I think if it fits your macro diets and stuff like that, aren't very good because yeah, you're right. We can we can macro in all these nice foods into our diet like Mars bars and whatever. But re- like it's not just we're not just eating to be in a calorie deficit or to be in a surplus. We're eating to feel good, like to perform well, like yeah. right, to be able to have lots of energy. And that doesn't come if you're eating poor quality food. So, yeah, like we can have these foods that people are offering, and and sometimes if we want to have a biscuit, like we'll have a biscuit. It's not going to do anything, but sometimes like eating, like I I eat eat, like chicken and rice pretty much every single day. Like one, I don't, yeah, I don't not like it. Like genuinely, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't eat it. But like, it just makes me feel good. Like the rice has always been a food that digests well with me, so I eat it. Chicken, obviously, is very high in protein. It's, it's a lean meat, so I have that. And then I always have, like, you know, Nando's sauce or something like that just to make it taste a little better. Handful of spinach. And that, for me, is just a nice meal. And because I'm having that every single day, it's almost like turning into a bit of a habit. I've got structure. You know, a lot of these decisions with my food now, I don't really have to make because a lot of it's almost, like, in my head already. It's all a autonomous. And I think that's something that's really important as well, like having a good structure in place. Because you said that you almost follow, like, a bit of a meal plan at the moment, don't you? And it's probably not because you know, like if you didn't want to follow me on you probably wouldn't, but it's probably because you're such a busy guy. You've got a busy job. You don't want to think about food, about what you're going to have each day, what you're going to prep. You just want to operate.
1: And it's, it's quite, once you, you know, it's quite easy. So when people think, oh, rice, chicken, how am I going to do that if I'm on the run and, you know, and stuff. But, you know, even if you go into the office, I mean, a lot of people do that from home now, I guess, but, um, you know, packet of that rice, you know, you can take that and put it in the microwave at work and cook a batch of chicken up on a Sunday, you know, put it in some Tupperware and take it in. I mean, that's how I do it. Mm. Um, And like tomorrow, I've got this away day at work. But I have my breakfast here. So that's meal one. Um, I've got the rest I've prepped already to take tomorrow with me. You know, it's in a hotel, you know, so... Um, they're not like, a, it's not like a banquet, <laughs> yeah. but one of the meals is a bagel with tuna in it, you know, mm. it's, it just hasn't got loads of butter and stuff and, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's got, you know, whatever, uh, and things like that. So it can be done, mm. you know, I know two of my meals I have when I get home in the evening. Mm. Um, and I do like the food I eat. Like you said, I wouldn't eat it if I didn't like it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it goes back to when you're busy, you don't want to eat stuff. Like I'm, I do a lot of, um, like most people now, online meetings all day long. And you don't want to feel like bloated and uncomfortable. Um, so I do eat little and often all day. Yeah. Um. And also, if you're working out a lot, you you do need the energy from the right kind of food as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's so much more than just eating the correct amount of calories and protein yeah we want to look at digestion energy like all these different factors that are really important as well because that's what's going to actually fuel your workout make you feel good so i understand what you mean Oh, I, I guess it means as well like if you're if you are more rigid and more structured in the week i know that i find that it just gives me a bit more flexibility around the weekends like if i have eaten i don't know i don't like using the word strictly but if i've eaten quite a boring diet between monday and friday I almost know that I can be a bit more flexible with my calories across the weekend. Cause you know, I have been squeaky clean almost across that. And so it's not an excuse to then start binging at weekends, but you've probably got a bit more flexibility across weekends just from having a bit more structure in yeah. the week as well. How do you approach your weekends? Cause that is the number one thing that probably people struggle with. I guess now it might be difficult to answer that if you've been in a surplus and you eat loads of food, cause it's probably different to most people. But I guess when you're in like the, some of the peak of your fat loss phases, what would be your, like, typical how how to get through a weekend without almost, like, fucking it up kind of thing?
1: Um, so, a couple of things, really, I guess. Um, and don't get me wrong, it has gone wrong quite a few times. Oh, yeah, it does. And like I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, like, and you never feel good for it. It's like drinking when mm. you get drunk. You think, I'm never going to do that again. Um, and I've definitely, you know, eaten a cheat meal, and then got a taste for it and then gone out and got another round of like crisps or ice cream and then a few more cookies and made myself feel really sick where I've got to lay down. Me too. You know, so I've definitely done that. Yeah. Um, one thing I try and do is if, say it's the weekend and I'm in and I know that it's quite a tough weekend because I'm prepping for something or whatever, I try and do a little bit of fasting. So I start eating later in the day. Yeah. So I'm never very hungry first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you eat that first meal your your appetite kicks in necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can keep going to sort of lunchtime or 11 o'clock and push all your meals back, if you're sat watching TV, and that's my worst time when I would go wrong, Mm -hmm. if I'm watching and relaxed as well um i know i've still got quite a bit of food left to eat yeah yeah so sleep in a bit longer if you can on a saturday get up and don't start eating until 11 o'clock that's one good
0: way of doing it i think such good advice yeah um, that's exactly what i did as well when i did my most recent shoot i would pretty much because we were in like peak summer as well there was a lot of barbecues and stuff like that yeah that's pretty much what i would do i wouldn't eat until like 11 12 o'clock have that um fast in the morning go for a long yeah. walk i'd even go to the gym and train fasted. like i didn't see that really being an issue especially when the goal was fat loss like i wasn't looking like did, to i really build yeah. muscle so i was going to the gym training early in the morning coming back and by the time i get back it was like 12 o'clock you know and then by that point you your eating window is like eight to ten hours or whatever it depends what time you obviously go to sleep but it, it makes such a difference because yeah you don't get that initial spike of hunger in the morning anyway because you've not eaten your body's almost not crying out for food is if you as if, as if you had had your first meal so yeah I think fasting is is one of the most underrated tools you can use maybe not all the time it's not something you can just you don't need to do it all the time but I think it's something to have up your yeah. teeth across those walks.
1: yeah especially at the weekend I think if you are doing like you say a shoot or something um and it means that you've still got quite a lot of food to eat the rest of the day you know especially in the evening if you're not going out and if I if I'm not really prepping for something but I Feel that I, you know, I'm I'm trying to stay relatively on it. I might do that, or I might just do an extra half an hour cardio yeah. or something either side of the weekend. Not all week, just you know, the okay. day before, the day after. And also, I think another thing is learning to find foods that you like that are very low in calorie that fill you up. Yeah. um And the old classic favourite is that ten cow jelly, not oh, the little nice. tubs. Yeah. But the one you made because you can make it in a big <laughs> yeah. tupperware yeah and it's a lot and it really fills you up don't. Like, people don't think it does but it's 30 calories for the whole thing i remember
0: it does fill you up um, it's, it and does it's, have that effect doesn't it in your stomach it really does you, you don't want to eat anymore yeah it's it's weird yeah game changer that yeah and i
1: and most <laughs> days i have oats so I don't know. We used to do this, but do you know when you mix protein with oats and you put it in the fridge yeah. and leave it there for the day, it kind of swells up. Yeah, and it again, it's more volume, and then you tip that on the jelly, and it's like <laughs> having a big trifle. Yeah, <laughs>
0: oh, I I remember when we
1: used to do that. Yeah, but it yeah, but it's not that bad for you. So no, not at all. You know that
0: will definitely fill you up before bed, or definitely. Yeah, or it's basically is just like. Leaving a large proportion of your calories for the evening, and then having a, a, a quite a filling meal that you can always have in front of the TV, that is probably the easiest thing to do. Um, I don't know whether those oats, that the oats jelly was actually nice, or whether it was almost like night nice <laughs> we were so hungry in like a sadistic way we just used. To, probably. What do you think about it now? Like, well, I I probably, I'm not sure, but maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, um, and it, again, that goes back to the carbs. I've never really taken much notice of, and it hasn't affected my shape at all, but I'm not someone that stops eating carbs at six or mm. something. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really do it like that. Completely. If I have them, I haven't. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've i never, and I don't do tons of crunches or ab exercises. <laughs> yeah. I, I do them. Yeah.
0: But not, yeah. not learned. A lot yeah. of the stuff you reads is definitely not what we need to be doing um no i agree what was almost like the biggest thing that changed in your life from getting in shape like what was almost something that you you just i guess you know experienced? because i know you kind of work with you know i know you, you you're still doing things with pure elite and there's a few brands and stuff that you started working with off the back of your transformation so did it like bring some quite big opportunities your way from getting that body that you wanted
1: yeah so um so first of all you know there are there a few companies that approached me to do a little bit of promotion on instagram i haven't got a massive following um but i get sent the odd bits and pieces to you know talk about or promote uh so that was just a nice bonus because i already had a job anyway mm. um i think the the purely yeah so i i got my pro card and um they They gave me a pro-league contract in the end, um, which means they will use you for marketing and promotion. Um, Talked about being a judge at some point in the future, um, which is something I'd like to do. Um, I haven't decided, I'm never saying never to competing, but it's not on the radar at the moment Mm. because I've done three shows. um, And... Although I've developed quite a lot in the last couple of three years, as you know, it takes ages to change your body. Yeah, you know, when when you start put muscle on, there becomes a point where I feel like I kind of look like what I want to look like mm. now, um, mm. and I'm, I never wanted to really do the massive big, big bulking and feel Mm. uncomfortable half the year. Um, And people keep encouraging me to do that, but I've never gone down that route. I'm quite happy maintaining. I still like to put a bit more muscle on, don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, But not not much more. So Mm. it's definitely about maintenance. Mm. Um, And Mm. I think the biggest change was self-esteem. It just gave me so much more confidence. Mm. And I used to feel really awkward in the gym and I used to feel um just yeah not good in my own skin I I knew deep down I could I could look different um and now it's just given me I just feel better in clothes Mm. I'm sort of proud of what I've achieved and it's not again it's not a cocky thing Mm. or anything like that it's just it's just given me a lot more confidence in everything you know, yeah. it's made me believe that if I put my mind to something, I can
0: do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I see that a lot in people. I think that often it's great having abs and, and, you know, and having a six pack. But sometimes that's actually almost like the byproduct for what you actually achieve in yourself. Because yeah. when you say that you're more confident, you're almost like your work life improves. Like socially, you know, you meet more people and your body is almost the vehicle to a better life. And people don't always realize that I start that people sign up because they want... The aesthetic transformation of a six-pack but then they're almost like shit like all these other things in my life have changed and, and that's almost like probably better than the actual six-pack that they've now got and i think for you that's probably been the case as well with like yeah you say confidence and the opportunities that it's almost opened up and probably will continue to open up as well especially like you say with like purely and stuff um so yeah that's all it was funny i had a um <clears throat> a
1: few months ago i was by the beach, and um here um, in Portsmouth, <laughs> and uh, I, these kids came, well, they're, say, they're like 15 or whatever, there were about seven of them, I suppose, um, and they, because you don't see it in yourself, because you get used to the way you look and everything, and again, I'm not like massive anyway, but they were like, oh my God, you know, look at your doubts and la, 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 yeah. And they genuinely wanted to know, you know, how to get in that kind of shape. And it was just so ironic when I used to be like, you know, feeling like I don't want to take my top off because yeah. I'm too shy and I look awful. And it's, it's so weird how things can turn around for you, yeah. you know. And it was just really kind of another little boost, you know, to think, God, I never thought anyone would ask me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Never thought yeah. in a million years that would happen. Um, so yeah, it's nice, and it's it's nice when people come up to you in the gym. Not always when you're busy, but yeah. you know. But when people do come up and ask you questions and stuff, it, it's nice to be able, you know, to say to people, you know, that mm. um, yeah. I don't think they're always ready t- for the, you to say it takes quite a long time. But it does well, take a long time. But anyone, I think the the point is bearing in mind when we started this conversation where i was it just goes to show that anyone can do it Mm.
0: if you really want without a doubt yeah i I think you're right anyone who's got the ability to get in shape like no matter what your situation is all right you know there may be a few people that are normally start again but you've got the ability to make massive changes with your body like no matter how bad you feel like your situation is or whatever your kind of doubts are like you will be able to make huge changes um and i think like lots of people almost, almost like, need to hear that um what yeah another question so i think one thing that i kind of touched on at the start which i think is is massive like you say that like you have been in shape for five years that like you you haven't you know dropped off as for all the time i've known you you've always had a six-pack whether you know sometimes there has been a little bit more body fat you've always been lean so for someone that has been in shape, you know, for the last um, five years, when it's in their 40s, like, how have you done that? What's your biggest um, reason that you think has almost kept you lean throughout five years of of doing that and almost, like, making that transition and that switch five years ago? Um, I, think, I think of all the hard work I've put into
1: it, um, and I remember how I felt before I did it, and I don't want to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really unhappy with the way I look Mm. and you know it's definitely in me to I guess to if I started eating what I want you know I would would lose it all Um, Mm. it might take a bit longer now but I still could Mm. Um, and I I don't think I'd ever want to have that mountain to climb again Yeah, Um, you know like I said if I do a couple of days or a week away or even two weeks holiday where I don't really do anything it's not going to make a massive difference Um, but it's definitely self-motivating yourself Mm. Um, and and not seeing it as a chore and and learning to really enjoy it. You know, I do enjoy going to the gym. Of course, there are days when I don't feel like it or I'm extra tired, but I've yet to go to the gym, even if I feel dreadful, knackered in a bad mood and I've never come out and thought, I really regret that I went. Yeah. I've never said that to myself. Yeah. I'm always glad I've gone. Yeah. And when I've got those real low motivation days, um, I just go. Mm. I think just go. The Even if you only do one. half an
0: hour, not the full hour. Yeah. It's almost like those. Just days get, in get in there and most... do something. Yeah. 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 And you, your head. It, it's
1: how you feel in your head after. Mm. You know, the but looking good over time is uh, is you know, brilliant. Mm. But day to day, it's how it makes you feel. Mm. Um, you know, at the moment, there's quite a lot of, um, as we know with, I work in mental health, that's my job. So uh, there are lots of people that are struggling with being lonely because they're working at home. And uh, so for a lot of people, it's their only social interaction in the day. Um, even if they're not talking to anyone, they're around people. Uh, and it really lifts your mood and it helps you sleep better um, and feel good about yourself because your body does change over time. Yeah. Um, so it's a combination of all those things. I, I, I just know I, w- I will never regret it if I go. Yeah. And also when you go, it stops you wanting to eat bad food because you've worked your body hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think when you. because the two go guess- together, don't they? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think like when, when you associate the gym, like you just said there, with not just looking good and having a good body, when you associate it to your mental health and the structure, the discipline, and all of that that it actually brings to your life, that gives you so much more motivation to actually like persevere with it. Even in the days you don't want to, when you're connecting a lot of different kind of feelings towards that gym session, that's what gets you going um, and keeps you kind of yeah. in the game for much longer. Um, it's the same with me as well. Like, without a doubt, if I'm not training, it's not just the fact that I feel like I'm. I know I could probably not train for two, three, four weeks, and nothing really would change my body that much. But I know from a mental no. perspective, I would feel shit. Like, I wouldn't be as productive. My energy levels would drop. Just generally, wouldn't be the person that I am, or that I carry myself to. So I think, yeah, you have to have more reasons to want to train, and that—that that is what keeps you doing it for such a long time, which I think is absolutely key um yeah and it does it snowballs when you like you said if you feel like that then you start eating the bad food on
1: top of it yeah so it all goes yeah wrong because you feel low you need those comfort foods and um yeah and then you, you just feel worse and worse mm. so yeah definitely i think that's what's kept me going okay, it's it. just
0: how it makes me feel mm. what um so what would you say your future plans are with fitness now like what's your you know goals over the next six months one year two years have you thought about it yet or is it just like more of a muscle building phase we're in right now
1: um yeah i'm really happy with how my training's going um i feel obviously i'm quite experienced now with what i can do diet wise and what i can't do what works for me and what doesn't i do uh, i work on a carb cycle protocol at the moment um and then one day a week i have a very very high calorie day um so that's about four and a half thousand calories Jeez, my low, <laughs> day, yeah, it's really high. My low calorie days are 1800 my mediums are about two two and my highs about two nice. eight you nice. have that, that big day um so yeah i just want to continue to build um a bit more mm. muscle and stay lean as much as possible mm. um i've got my instagram is fit brit and i've created a brand from that i've not really done anything with it because i'm so busy in my day job Mm. but there's still something within me that i don't know is what it will be yet but there's definitely something around because i was older when i started um i picked up the posing quite well so i've had a few posing clients that i've had that's that's something i was just able to do in the end even though i didn't enjoy it to begin with nice um i'd like to be judged in shows yeah. one day yeah as well that's awesome that's couple of years yeah, um, yeah but I, I guess yeah i would sometimes i would at some point i think like to um because i work in mental health and because i know the link for myself with exercise there's something floating around in my head about doing
0: something with that mm. but i'm not quite sure what it is yeah, nice. I think you've got a lot to offer for the industry, like you say. Like you've got hands-on experience. You, you work in an industry that you know, clearly there's you know, there's a lot of need for, and there's a lot of people that need that kind of help. Um, and you you know, clearly practice what you preach and stuff. So yeah, I think really you, you can make the move into into coaching or anything at any point, um, especially with the kind of I know the job you've got at the moment. It's it's quite flexible, and you, know, you can kind of start your own hustle if you wanted to do that. Yeah. So maybe something we can we can talk about. Um, one thing that I always like to kind of close the podcast off with, I say I always like to close it off with, we've only had one other guest, uh, and that was Nathan, but we, we asked him a question again. Something I'm definitely planning on asking guests every single time they come on. Um, would just be what is the one biggest tip, uh, the take home message for the listeners that you would say that is You know, someone that's wanting to get in shape. And that's a hard question because there's so many things. But what would be like the one, one thing that you would say to someone that is wanting to get in shape? Just start. (laughs)
1: Find find someone to help you, you know, Mm. get a coach.
0: Just start and be be consistent. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. Just get started. I mean, that's for what... I think, doing. to be honest, if what, get started. But I think the the key thing
1: is consistency. Mm-hmm. Even for me now, as has been consistent. Yeah. Most of the time.
0: Yeah. Consistency is the key. I think you're right. that People procrastinate so much, don't they? Like, never a good time. The reality is there is never going to be a good time. Like, we are never... There's never going to be a good no, time, really. You're never, ever going to... Even, like, now, being in September with summer kind of being out of the way you know you're not going to go for the next three to four months without a night out potential break whether that's a holiday um work events there's going to be something that is going to become an obstacle in in you getting towards your goal so you need to know how to deal with it so i always think sometimes the people like the people that get started in the summer or the ones that get started in like december like they're always the ones that actually end up probably doing the best because they start their journey in like the you know, pretty the worst time of the year. And they actually start to deal, they understand how to deal with social events kind of hands-on properly. And then when you get to some of the quieter points of the year, it it starts to become a little Mm -hmm. bit better. So yeah, I think your advice is on. Just can get started to anyone who's listening to this right now. Um, Awesome, cool. It's been an absolute pleasure to to have you on. I think you've given um, so much value here with with everything that you spoke about. Your story is so inspiring. So I um, imagine people will definitely take a lot from this um where can people find you like where's the the kind of most common place that you hang out in the moment that people can um can get in contact or give you a follow
1: uh instagram kev underscore r underscore fitbrit uh that's mainly where you'll find me um i don't really use facebook that much Mm. um and as as i said to you i've got this fit Brit brand um so I have a YouTube but I haven't started that yet but that's something I'm looking to do as
0: well awesome love it well Kev it's been an absolute pleasure and guys if you're listening to this and you've enjoyed it um drop us a screenshot on your story and tag myself and Kev um and if also please drop and give us a five star review if you are enjoying the podcasts and subscribe for future episodes guys it's been a pleasure and I'll catch you in the next episode